Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning to you. It's Thursday. Oh my goodness. We're one week away from Thanksgiving Thursday. Gobble, gobble. Amazing. And we're heading into what is an incredibly entertaining stretch in college football. Of course, we're about to go into week 11 in the NFL. And for the record, I do not think Tua looks like Drake. Just for the record. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for joining us on this pre-Thanksgiving Thursday. Oh, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and my favorite meal of the year. And I don't know that this is going to be any different. Well, a little bit different. Doing a destination Thanksgiving. You know, people do destination weddings. I'm actually doing that too, though not on purpose. It's just that I have to be traveling to my own wedding. But destination Thanksgiving this year. So I'm looking forward to it. Driving, not flying. I refuse to fly on Thanksgiving. I haven't done that in probably 20 years. It's a bad idea. Of course, no one takes my advice because it's the most heavily traveled Sunday of the... Actually, Sunday after Thanksgiving, routinely, every single year, the most heavily traveled day of the year at the nation's airports. Avoid it. Avoid it like the plague. But if it's too late and you are flying, well, start stressing about it now. (laughs) It's not too late to get TSA (laughs) pre-check. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, as I say. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page too. Good morning to you on that note. (laughs) Either you're avoiding it like the plague or now I've, I've freaked you out. But hey, it could be worse. I could start singing Baby Shark, and then you wouldn't be able to get it out of your head. (laughs) I'm in a glass case of emotion. (laughs) Guess what, you guys? This morning, I find out for the first time in my life what's under the shed. I'm nervous. I may wait until the shed removal dude is about to take the bottom off the shed. Maybe he's taken the walls off the door. It's all gone. It's hauled away. It's It's been disposed of. But when he goes to pull up those floorboards, I'm going into my house. I'm locking the doors, all of them, and the windows. And I'm standing upstairs, the upstairs spare bedroom window, and watching out the window to see what's under the shed. I, I'm not kidding. What if there's a dead body under there? I suppose it's possible. It probably would smell by now, right? Um, Maybe I not if it was preserved. If it was, like, preserved the right way, maybe. <gasps> what if the previous owners buried their old pets under there? Like a pet cemetery? Right? 
then they'll come back. Isn't that a terror movie? Horror movie? Pet Cemetery? Uh, yeah, Stephen King book and then they made that's a movie. right good point i'm not that's not my genre i do not watch horror movies not since i was a little kid and for some ridiculous reason a family member took me to see poltergeist in theaters <laughs> that'll do it i've never <laughs> been able to watch a horror movie since that'll do it <laughs> scared to death forget what's under the shed what about what was in the shower uh, yeah the bathtub i will never be able to watch a horror movie again poltergeist did it for me i couldn't tell you the actual theme or plot of that movie now all I know is there was a little girl she was blonde and I was scared to death and I never have seen a horror movie since you know that there was no actually... joke not even one and scream does not count that's not really a horror uh, movie. scream's pretty scary uh, okay fine I saw that in college but that that was it it was because I was forced to by some friends I love Scream, but the Poltergeist, the filming of it actually I don't know I don't remember the exact stories but there's like two or three like extra what's the word I'm looking for you know, ghosts, spirits. Okay. Um, spirits. <laughs> spiritual things. There's like stuff that happened on the set that like they can't explain. Not spiritual things. What do you I, call spiritual things? Anyway, isn't that the movie where the little blonde girl goes, they're here. <laughs> That's all I remember. I know nothing else about the movie, but I was scared out of my mind. What? I'm not even going to identify the family member that took me, but my brother and I were in a theater to see that when we were kids. Bad idea. Yeah, I that, don't remember the rating on the movie, if it was like a PG-13 or something like that, but we probably. were not 13. We were little. Little. Bad idea. That'll ruin the horror genre for you. Early. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very you're not early. Ready for it. Yeah. Again, I was traumatized forever. It was, yeah. It was in college until, so we're talking 20-something years later. Well, not 20-something, but 20 years later before I was able to watch another one. Scream, I didn't think, was nearly as scary. I mean, it had some moments, but eh. It kind of revived the horror genre at the time. Scream did it? Did. Yeah, Wes Craven is a really good director. He he. Listen to Jay. Yeah, I, I like Scream. He, he, it's like it's kind of like making fun of all the horror movies yes. and like stuff, yes. but making it scary again. He's like, by telling you like, oh, what, is pop-out Scream's going to come here? Mm -hmm. And then it does, but it still gets you. I it's never saw Psycho. I never classic. I never saw any of the Halloween movies. I missed all of those. I refused. Poltergeist was the end for me. It ruined me for life. Maybe you should try Poltergeist again. And then <laughs> could you, you can, imagine? Like, and then see whether in. or not. No, but it could it could be just as devastating and traumatic. It could. And that could be it. Now I'll have nightmares for the oh, rest no. of my life as an adult. <laughs> that would be the worst. I already have trouble sleeping. I do not need Poltergeist nightmares. So anyway, on that note, and I have no idea. Why are we talking about that? Hmm. Horror movies, but why though? <laughs> Why did horror movies come up? Again? I don't. Oh, under my shed. Under your shed, dead body. What? You are no help whatsoever. That's it. Dead body under my shed. That could be worse than Poltergeist. So yes, when he is about to reveal what's underneath the shed, I'm hightailing it into the house and locking the doors. Are you going to film it? The reveal? No, but I am going to take photos. But how do I? I'm going to take them safely from upstairs in my house. I'm not going outside until no. I know that there's nothing moving underneath my shed. What if, like, the guy you're watching and the guy, oh, like, lift up, lift up a floorboard and just gets, like, sucked under? Yeah, what if he disappears? What do you do? Do you call anybody or you just kind of... The police. Safely in my... I'm not going out to help him. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> there could be animals under there. I'm pretty sure I had a family of woodchucks living under there for a while. There was mom, there was dad, there was baby. I haven't seen him this season, though. I think it's because Penny's been out in the backyard a lot more. I think this pet cemetery thing is sounding a little more real. Right? Right?
I'm huh. a little nervous. I've already had dead squirrels in my shed. What? I, that's <laughs> okay. in my shed. Imagine what's under my shed. Yeah, have you ever know. wanted to know? And the, the thing is, the shed's really old, so I know it's been there forever. It, there could be a poltergeist under my shed. Just uh, like unleash some. Yeah, sort it's of just gonna it's portal. gonna make a like gonna make some kind of a screech as it's set free for the oh first God. time in decades. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm freaked out about this. I've been worried about it for weeks. <laughs> I'm very curious now. I'm I'm serious. I'm never going. The, I'm not going to the backyard again until the until the landscaper comes and seals it back up. Yeah, gets it. Well, he's got to level it, and he actually told me, depending upon what's under your shed, it may cost more. I said, "What? Hmm. Oh well, I may have to remove things. I don't. He didn't specify which things. Well, just watch to make sure he doesn't throw some stuff under there when he picks <laughs> it up. Like, oh yeah, I oh, found no. this under there. I'm going to be watching from the upstairs bedroom, <laughs> safely from the bedroom. I'm going to be one of those ladies that peeks out through the curtains, got, like, like the town gossip. Yo, oh yeah. Well, maybe. I'm not sure if I want to see dead bodies or pet cemetery under there. True. Well, you can look at his face and just kind of gouge his reaction, gauge his reaction. Gouge. I can gouge, <laughs> his, Gou- eyes gouge his eyes out. Don't Watch out for the animals under the shed. They're going to gouge your eyes out. <laughs> so this time tomorrow, I'll have a full report on what's under my shed. Hmm. I can't wait. What if I have to move? What if there um, are, in fact, dead things under my shed? That's it. I'm, I'm just moving. I'm, I'm moving. No, no going back after that? No, there's, there's no way. Even if when it's back sealed up? I mean, they're just, they're sealed. What's sealed? Like if they are there, but you're getting it re, you know, re-cemented, so, and leveled. Cemented? There's no cement in my backyard. It's just dirt. Well, you're getting it leveled, I mean, so they're going to, like, take care of the area and, like, patch it up. I hope they are. I don't know who they are. They, I think it's just one landscaper. Oh, man. I've talked myself into this so much that now I'm sure there's something nefarious and scary and poltergeistish. I just hope the... As Jay called it, spiritual. There's something spiritual under my shed. I'm just saying there might be. <laughs> I just hope that the groundhog family is not found under there. Oh, no. What if they do- No, they'd smell. I would smell them. I, I think, think if there were some dead things that weren't buried, th- I would have smelled them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Right. There's no way that it would just be dead bodies under there without having been properly buried. But there could be a pet cemetery and bugs. Probably bugs. Wherever there's a cemetery, there's bugs. Yes, worms. I'm no. I'm going inside. I'm not. Nope. Absolutely not. There could be large spiders under there. Probably large spiders under there. I'd rather have a pet cemetery than large spiders. I'm deathly afraid of spiders. Yeah, I think I agree. Oh man. Okay. So if I'm not here tomorrow morning, you know why? Just automatically assume something went horribly wrong. Poltergeist. And I had to bolt the country. What if I get accused of burying things under there? Just make sure it doesn't see you because they tend to follow. Seriously, you're no help at all. Just, I don't know. Stop talking. Same. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I'm not coming to work tomorrow. I can already sense it in my spiritual. <laughs> I wonder if Draymond Green could sense in his spiritual that the heavy hand of the NBA was about to drop. Uh, just, just to remind you, Draymond put... Rudy Gobert a headlock and then dragged him out of a skirmish and refused to let go. Now, I was on Draymond's side for a hot second when I saw him run into the huddle to extricate his teammate, Clay Thompson, from Rudy Gobert's arm. But I understand why he would do that. The issue was that once he got Rudy Gobert in a headlock, he did not let go. 
he dragged him backwards to the point where Rudy's knees buckled and he had to be pulled off of Rudy Gobert. So it, it became excessive. Not that a headlock isn't excessive, but I, I understand why he flew in there. He was trying to get Clay Thompson out from underneath the arm of Gobert. But he didn't let go. So Draymond ends up with a five-game suspension. This dropped late yesterday afternoon. There are two parts of me that reacted. One part is, wow, how could Dre get five games and nobody else get suspended at all? So both Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels, who started this whole business, they got fined after getting ejected for technicals. And then Rudy Gobert got fined as well. He was actually mad about getting fined. Dude, take your measly fine and stop talking. You actually had someone else with your arm around his neck. So I thought you got off pretty pretty easily. But he says, I was a peacemaker. Anyway, Draymond has to know. He's a repeat, repeat offender, which means that the heavy, the heavy hand of the NBA will continue to drop on him. Here's the thing about Draymond, and I love Draymond. I've told you, people have asked me this before as part of Ask Amy Anything. What athlete would you like to co-host your show with? Oh, number one is Draymond. You never know what you're going to get with that guy. But he's, he's authentic. He's Draymond. He's extremely smart. In fact, too smart for his own good sometimes. He'll never be treated like any other player in the NBA, ever. Because he plays fast and loose with the rules. And when he loses his mind... It, it He can't seemingly get his emotions in check. I actually did a few tennis tournaments at the Hall of Fame with John McEnroe. And the stories I'd heard about Mac, he would even say, on the court, he would lose his mind. It was, it, it was like he was someone else. It wasn't him. So when he got heckled, when he got fired up, and when he really got angry, he would say things and do things, throw rackets, speak rudely and inappropriately to the chair umpire or to other linesmen, blah, blah, blah. And he would say afterwards that it wasn't him. He just, he kind of lose, he would lose his mind. Uh, And then I sat next to him at a dinner and he talked about getting strawberry uh, vinaigrette dressing on his white pants. And it was like, huh, this is not the John McEnroe that I know. Anyway, so he would say that. He would say that his emotions would take over and he couldn't control them. And so there was this exhibition match, an exhibition, and a guy in the very top row of the stadium seating started heckling him, heckling, heckling, heckling over the course of several several games and into the second set. He finally lost his cool, yelled at the guy, used obscenities, and got tossed from an exhibition match. And same thing, he would lose his mind, and he couldn't control his temper. After a while, it was like poking the bear, which is what... We've heard from Dylan Brooks, right? I want to poke the bear. Except it doesn't really work on LeBron James. But it works on Draymond Green. And Steve Kerr has even said this. It's almost impossible to get Draymond to calm down when he gets in that space. You just have to ride it out. And there was Steve Kerr trying to get him to let go of Rudy Gobert. And he's dragging Gobert backwards. The Warriors believe he's worth it. I think he's worth it. But the NBA has decided... This is how we're going to respond to you. It's going to get worse. The hand is going to get heavier. And you're not going to get treated like anybody else because you're Draymond Green. And you have a track record and a reputation that we can see 10 miles away. So he's just going to have to deal. If he continues to 
like I say, play fast and loose with the rules, then he's going to have to deal with the NBA. He is the exception to any rule in the NBA. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. David is in South Carolina. David, what's up? Good morning. Hey. Um, Enjoy your show. Thank you. Uh, I debated on calling in, but I've finally forgiven you for uh, taking Kurt Warner's job, so here I am. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I had, I had uh, a shed removed, and I ended up paying more than I, what I thought I was going to pay. Oh, no. Because, because whenever they took the floor up, whoever had built the shed previous, they had cut trees down, so they had to move the trees before they could grade the dirt out. That's why it cost me more. So you had trees under, like tree logs underneath your shed? No, they, when they took it up, um, the people that had built it previous had cut trees off, like even with the ground. Oh. And, and I, I had four of them stumps under the, under that. So that's why it ended up costing me more. Oh man. I was just wanting to give give you a heads up. Wait, just, just ballpark it. How much did it cost you? Uh, 800 bucks extra. All right. I could have done with the old shed. Dead squirrels and all. <laughs> okay. You know what, David? I'm a little good. nervous now. Let's hope I only have dead bodies and not stumps under my shed. All right. I got you. Well, um, <laughs> but, um, thank you for taking my call and, and good luck with the shed. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, if I'm not here tomorrow, you know what happened. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll, we'll form the search party with the. <laughs> Uh, and stuff. Thank you. There could be spirits under there. All right, David. Well, that's why we grabbed the witch doctor. We'll be good. <laughs> Thank you for coming to find me. Have a great Have Thursday. A you too. <laughs> I mean, it's a distinct possibility. Uh, I just got this tweet. A-Law Radio. Try watching Poltergeist as a kid when it came out, and not only does your little sister look just like the girl in the movie, she had the dress, too. To top it off, she used to sit in front of the TV with the screen all snowy because we had two channels. (laughs) His sister was, in fact, the main character in Poltergeist. I think she knew what she was doing. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's all I remember about the movie. That and something about a shower where, yeah, where there was something weird coming out of the faucet. Mm -hmm. Do you remember it? When did you see it? Because oh, it man. was out before you, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a it was a classic by the time you absolutely. watched it. Wait, I got to figure out what year it came out. Right, I don't. I, I want to guess maybe ninety, but it could be earlier. Oh well, there's a 2015 version because of course they remade it. Yeah, I didn't see that one. 1982. 82. Wow. And the the little girl. Oh my gosh, the little girl Heather O'Rourke. She was Carol Ann, the little girl. But oh my gosh. She is like the cutest little thing now. Well, then, not now. Oh, no, I can't even look at her picture from the movie. I've never heard of her doing anything else in any other film. This was it. She did it, too. She played in Poltergeist, and that was it. She was done. I don't know that name. She was scared to death. I'm telling you, I've never heard of her in anything else. Let's see if she's done anything else. Movies and TV shows. Poltergeist 3. Poltergeist. Poltergeist 2. So she did the first one, the second one. And then did the number three in 1988. She was in Happy Days. That I do not remember. Huh. Yep, never heard of it. The new Leave it to Beaver. Ah, the new Leave it to Beaver. (laughs) She was in Chips. I know that. Do you remember that old TV franchise? That was, I mean, I used to see it in syndication 
but Ponch and Ponch and John, actually, they were cops. Familiar. Sounds a little familiar in actually. Southern California. Let's see what else was she in? Webster. I sort of remember that TV show. Happy Days for sure. Okay, well, there's a reason why Poltergeist ruined her. It's a little bit like some of the actors in, say, Star Wars, who've never been able to really find other significant roles because you get, well, other than Harrison Ford, because you get branded in those roles and the role, the movies are so popular, it's hard to find anything else. You can't see it any other way, really. Mm-hmm. You ever seen The Sixth Sense? No, I can't. I'm telling you, anything that has to do with spirits, I can't I'm just watch. talking about, like, kids in horror movies who are terrifying. That's oh, another yeah. one. <laughs> Great. Okay, not going to watch that either. That's a good one. Nope, not going to do it. I can't. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay. Well, let's never speak of this again. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. against Al Horford, drives baseline, throws to the corner, and Bede there, trying to dribble into traffic, and he turns it over. Tatum knocked it away. White, lead for Tatum, protects the ball, lays it up, and in, scoring in the foul. Hauser has it, kick out Tatum. Entry, Horford, diagonal kick out. White, three, got it! Ooh! Main jump up, playing defense on one. Bang, bang, back the other way. Great opportunity by the Celtics. Moving to his right, return to Tatum against Melton. Zips it into the left corner, Horford, three, got it! Al Horford has come back to Philadelphia, and he has been a nightmare for Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Ooh, get out that corner, Al. Knock him dead. Tatum turns on Melton, drives into the paint, floats it up. No good, but he taps the rebound back up and in, and Tatum goes into a flex and lets out a yell. Celtics by 10 with 45 seconds to go. They are going to pull this thing off without two starters. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The voices of Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell. Grandy and Max on Celtics Radio. Bit of a rematch of sorts. It's it's way too early to call it that. Got to wait until we get past the first of the year before we start talking about playoff rematches. But Celtics 
pull away from the Sixers in Philadelphia in the fourth quarter thanks to, wait for it, not Jalen Brown, not Kristaps Porzingis. Still weird to say KP is on the Celtics. 14 in the fourth quarter from Derek White. The Celtics were down two starters, and yet they got enough from Derek White. He was in the 20s. Jason Tatum had 29, eight rebounds, six assists. I mean, we don't need those other two starters. Neither Jalen Brown nor Chris Topps were playing. We don't make excuses. We just find ways to try to win. Uh, and I think how tough we are as a team, how hard we play, um, you know, we're going to give ourselves a chance to win every night, regardless of who's in and who's out. A lot has been made of Chris Paul coming off the bench for the first time in his career now that he's with the Warriors. So a veteran late in his career who is assuming a different role. And he's kind of captain, if you will. He's the quarterback of that second unit. That's how Steve Kerr does it a lot of times. When he has the personnel, he has his first group, and then he makes a mass substitution, and he wants the second group to be able to maintain that same level of play. Hard to do when it's Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green in that first group. Uh, but a lot of times, that was the role that Andre Iguodala played uh, back when they were winning the titles. So for Chris Paul now, it's his job to make sure that second group is out there and is is running the floor the same way and trying to maintain that energy and that that skill, that whatever lead or just maintain. It would I could even stop right there. Maintain uh, what the first unit has done. Well, with Al Horford now, uh, he's coming off the bench as well and. Less has been made of it, but he's 37 years old. He's, of course, back with the Celtics now, has been, um, for his second stint. But he was in Philadelphia for a time, which is why Sean Grandy mentions it. And he's one of those guys, doesn't care what is asked of him. He will do anything that the team needs. He relishes defense. He relishes, and last night he had five block shots. He relishes being the stopper. Sometimes he scores. Sometimes he doesn't. Was it last year? I don't think it was last year. It might have been the year before when he just was abysmal from from beyond the arc. Remember, it took him like 17 playoff games. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. It took him a lot of playoff games before he ever hit a three. And it was one of the themes of the Celtics playoff run that year. I don't think it was last spring. I think it was the year before. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's a, maybe it was last spring. Huh. So he's not going to score for you every night. If he gets in double digits, there there's something a little extra going on there. But, yeah, the thing about Al is that he doesn't care what you ask him to do. He'll do it. If I have to guard on the perimeter, if I have to guard in the post, create energy in different ways, shoot threes, get to the bat, like, you know, just different things. So uh, I'm trying to do whatever I can to, you know, to help our group. Joel Embiid and the Sixers had played three games in four nights. So this is a pretty tough stretch for them. The NBA had kind of done away with that a few years ago, but it's it's back now. And he says they can't use it as an excuse. But forget that part of it. I want you to hear the casual phrase he drops in when he's talking about their tough schedule lately. We're professional athletes. Um, that's a schedule. You just got to do it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, you know, tough, especially playing. Uh, Indiana, you know, twice and then on the back to back playing, you know, the best team in the league, um, oh. you know, stuff. But, you know, no excuses. Uh, we still, you know, have to be better. Um, and, you know, I have to be better. The best team in the league, you say? Is that tongue in cheek? Is that Joel Embiid doing what Nick Saban often does, building up his 
opponents as though they are the best teams in the world. Or maybe he really believes it, do you think? It, we're going to have to monitor his post-game responses from now on. If he drops casually the best team in the league about, say, the Warriors, ah, that's not true, uh, the the Nuggets when they play Denver, if he just kind of casually drops that same phrase, we'll know he's just joshing. Just watching the video, and because he was in front of his locker, like, you know, microphones around him, he... I I I don't you think he was smirking. No, I don't think he was smirking. I think it was. I think he was genuine. I think he's saying that like we're not on the level of these Celtics because I just he just seemed like his to me at least. You think he's the missing video. James Harden? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just know maybe he he realizes that they're not as good as his team right now because he looks like kind of dejected when he says it. That's what I got out of it. Mm. All right. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. A-Law Radio is where you can find me on Twitter. And right now my Twitter is blowing up. You want to know why? Because the young actress, the child actress that played in the Poltergeist series. I only knew there was one. I never watched any but the one when I was a kid. Apparently she died when she was 12 years old. Oh. I had that. no idea. So she was only a child actress. I do not know the circumstances. I uh, got one tweet about how she was murdered and... There's some nefarious kind of details, like rumors out there about what happened. Um, but I don't know that, so I'm not going to pass them along. Uh, but, yeah, a bunch of you finding me on Twitter to tell me that she was she was uh, gone at the age of 12. She died in 1988. I know. That's sad. Very. I'm going to have to look it up. I can't do my research right now on the show, but I will see if I can find uh, some of the details. But, yeah, could you imagine? No wonder we didn't see her in anything else. Right, all the movies we missed. Hmm. It could have been such a great actress. And yet people are still talking about her. Exactly. I didn't Absolutely. know her name, but here we are still talking about her. All right, coming up, Josh Allen speaks out about losing his offensive coordinator. And man, just when you thought the Browns were a legitimate contender, I, they still are on defense, but this is another blow that it seems like only happens in Cleveland or Happens in Cleveland so often. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw, and it is. Is it lost? Oh my goodness, it's lost. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center, steps back, throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw, looking, firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown, Kansas City! And off to Eckler again, no, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown, Chargers! Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap, Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run, the Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. The AFC version, if you missed the NFC version, it was last hour, including updates on Justin Fields and Matthew Stafford. But this is the AFC version, and there's some devastating news for Browns fans and for the Browns locker room as well. Riding high, winners of four of their last five, including this incredible fourth-quarter comeback against the Ravens in Baltimore, only to find out that not only is Deshaun Watson dealing with a high ankle sprain, and we saw that late in the game, But he's now got a broken bone in his shoulder requiring immediate surgery and will not play the rest of this season. I'm still in disbelief. I'm still, like I said, just trying to process all the information that I've I've been getting since last night. Um, It's tough. You know, I've felt like we were turning a corner to really make a run. And, uh, you know, I, I still believe we still will, you know, with the guys in this locker room. One Browns fan found me on Twitter and mentioned the defense, and I said, absolutely, the defense gives them a chance to win every week, thinking about their game against the Steelers this weekend. Both those teams want to make the opposing offenses look ugly. They want to drag the game down to the ugly level, if that makes sense. But this is still devastating because he's the most experienced quarterback they've got. He's got a unique skill set. He was just starting to round into form. You could argue he played his best half of the season against the Ravens where he did not miss on any of his past attempts and he looked mobile as well. So this is, yeah, this is tough to take, not just for him personally as he misses half of another season, though last year was on him, um, but also on the Browns. Hey, it's, you know, it's, it's part of life. And, um, you know, what I've been able to, to deal with, you know, my 28 years of, of my life, you know, it's just another stone that's that's in the way, and um, you know, I have faith in in myself and my Lord that you know I'm gonna overcome it. So you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight, and um, I'm gonna get through it for sure. Incredibly disappointed for the kid. Uh, you know, he he battled like crazy to get back out there, and then for what he did with those injuries in the second half is even more uh, remarkable. So uh, disappointed for him, but. Uh, he'll get back, he'll get healthy. Uh, I I know that. He'll attack his rehab. Two to three months before he can even throw a ball is what Deshaun told the media on Wednesday. Now, it will not be P.J. Walker who takes over. Remember, P.J. started multiple games when Deshaun was missing previously, but now it will be the rookie who started in week four. Why is Kevin Stavansky going with Dorian Thompson-Robinson? As you know, every week you're trying to just make the best decisions you can for your team. Uh, I want to give him a a week where he knows he's a starter. He gets a full week of preparation. So in other words, they're throwing spaghetti at the wall like my Italian grandma and hoping that something sticks. That's the point, is maybe they've got something with 
the rookie, and they want to actually find out and give him a fair shake before he gets out there. But neither he nor P.J. Walker is going to be Deshaun Watson, and that's that's obviously a problem. They're already missing the best one of the best running backs in the league. Even though Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt can help you play the ball control game, without a viable quarterback, you can only get so far, right? You're going to run into other teams that uh, have amazing defenses but also have quarterbacks that can put more points on the board. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the Bills do actually have Josh Allen, and yet they are not scoring at the same clip they were earlier in the season. They've got a turnover problem. Josh Allen knows it's not Ken Dorsey's fault, and he kind of bears some of the responsibility for Dorsey losing his job. Obviously not a set of circumstances you want to be in, especially during the middle of the season. I love Dorsey. As a human being, he just he's one of the good ones. He's been in this room with me for a very long time. I feel like I owe him a lot of the success that I've had in my career, and he's been a huge part of that. So it's sad to see him go. When I really look at it from the teams that I've been on, the situations that I've been in, um, I mean, we we damn lucky to have a quarterback like Josh Allen. And, um, you know, all quarterbacks um, struggle, and at some point in their career they struggle or they have hard times, and that always looks the same, whether it's a turnover or a pick or this misplay or a sack here or you know, uh, a WTF moment from the quarterback position. But I think the max level for Josh Allen, which he's played at multiple times, is like nothing that I've ever seen before. When he sits back there and he has his target or he's trying to make something happen and he connects, like his ceiling is higher than any other quarterback that I've been around. And I've been around some great ones. i played with some great ones. Peyton Manning, he played with and won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. And he talks about Josh Allen's ceiling. So that's Vaughn Miller uh, now with the Bills and still churning up yardage and churning up quarterbacks. But they've got to figure it out on offense. Right? You can only ask so much of the defense. It's already missing two of its biggest stars this season as well. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The Bills take on the Jets this weekend. And if you haven't heard, there is no timetable for Aaron Rodgers' return. So we will not dwell on that. Thursday night football in the AFC North. Oh, man. You want to talk about knockdown dragout. I am excited about this one. The Bengals, they just had their win streak interrupted by the Houston Texans. And so now Joe Burrow and company have to move on against the Ravens. Put it behind you quickly. You know, there's no time to really sit and reflect too much because, you know, coaches are starting the game plan right after the game. Uh, and then, you know, Monday we're right into it. Monday's a, a Thursday uh, and today's a Friday. So, you know, you just got to put it behind you fast and move on. Today, meaning Wednesday, is actually a Friday. That was confusing. I suppose it made sense in his mind. Yeah, short work week uh, because... They have to play on Thursday night against the Ravens. And the Ravens, they're licking their wounds, but they really couldn't worry about that loss to Cleveland for too long either. Coughing up the 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Remember, that was an issue that plagued them last year, not being able to hold leads. They do not want to lose both these games in the span of five days inside of the AFC North because their advantage will be lost. And this is a tough defense, a sneaky good defense for the Bengals. Didn't play as well last week against C.J. Stroud, but hey, welcome to the club. But this is where you go toe-to-toe. And this is, if we're talking about the importance of games, if we're talking about 
uh, critical, even close to must-win games. The ones in your division, especially one as stacked as the North, this is it. Right. Games been going both ways um, last few years, uh, but you know, guys just guys just a lot hungry. You know, um, on both teams, um, guys want to win, but um, I don't believe nobody want to win more than we do. All right, nobody want to win more than we do. I like it. And also, he says their black uniforms they will wear tonight are sexy. That was the word from Lamar Jackson. I can't wait to see it. I'm all about the sexy. Let's bring sexy back, baby. Let's bring sexy back to Thursday Night Football. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio, our AFC version of QB News as far as we can get. Speaking of Houston, C.J. Stroud, all the rays. There are people inside the league even touting him for MVP as a rookie. The Texans above 500, but... What is D'Amico Ryan's telling his rookie QB to keep him stable and steady? Don't get the big head. We stay <laughs> humble and we stay hungry. That's what it's all about. You stay humble, and that's that's the only way I know how to approach it, right? Just as much as people talk great about you, if something goes wrong, they'll be talking bad about you the next day, so you can't ride that wave. And I teach our team, we don't ride the ups and downs of the season. We prepare the same way each and every week, and we go out and play our best football on Sunday. That's all that matters. We can't get caught up in the headlines because headlines don't win you games. You got to go execute. You got to go play good football to win games, and that's the only thing that matters to us. Love D'Amico Ryans. I kind of feel like the paraphrase from Dan Campbell would be hype train. It's essentially what we're talking about here. Don't believe your hype train. The hype train. Don't ride your hype train. Don't watch where your hype train is going. In fact, get off the hype train and take a bike or take an Uber. I'm Don't. rambling right now. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you saying? <laughs> okay. I do love D'Amico Ryan. So uh, the, the uh, Texans are one of the great stories in the NFL and certainly in the AFC South. And I don't know, Jaguars, you better watch out. How do you bounce back from getting shellacked by the Niners? We all want to play great. You know, we want to be successful. We want to show the type of offense and the type of players that we have. And I feel like we really haven't this season, you know, minus a game or two or a series or two here and there, you know, I think we all have that confidence in, in who we can be, but we haven't done it yet. So we can't say that that's necessarily who we are yet because we haven't done it. So I think that we feel that urgency um, and we know, we know what we're capable of, but you know we gotta we gotta figure out how to transfer all that and translate it to Sunday. Oh, Jaguars! This is a, it's one of those stories or one of the, really those uh, season arcs where I I I just I don't have any sympathy for you. You knocked me out of the, the uh, survivor pool, so you deserve all you get. But then I feel like that's a bit petty, so I. Maybe I should dial back on it. Yeah, they lost to the Chiefs and Texans earlier in the season, uh, then won five in a row, and then, as I say, had zero offense against the Niners. Now it's the Titans coming up in Week 11. We're into Week 11. How is that possible? Uh, Aiden O'Connell, he's the rookie starting quarterback for the Vegas Raiders. They're riding high with two wins in a row under Antonio Pierce. I think we're feeling great. Um, it's been a, a good two weeks. Obviously, they get wins and hard-fought wins um, against good teams. And you know, I think this will this week will present a new challenge, and it'll be you know a very tough game against a really good team that's explosive on both sides of the football. And um, we're gonna have to play a really good game. Also, another budding story, a budding surprise. 
I don't know, Producer Jay. We can't use Bengals and Ravens as one of our Game of the Week candidates because the poll starts tomorrow, and that game is tonight. Can't wait to be on the air. Actually, depending on what happens with the shed, I mean, you all may have to discuss Bengals and Ravens yourselves. You may just have to discuss it, talk about it on your own. I'm not sure I'm going to be up for it. Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Those two teams are 6-3. and three, It's a good one. So, so I would think that would be one of the games of the week. Uh, Raiders, Dolphins, though. I don't know if I'm buying Raiders, Dolphins as a game of the week. I don't know if I'm there yet. I need the Raiders. Raiders to win another one before right. I kind of look at them as anything different. Uh, let's see. What are we looking the at Chiefs here? Eagles Monday night. Oh, my gosh. How about Say Baker no and the Bucks against the Niners? Oh, <laughs> we might be we might be watching that through a crack in our fingers, fearing for Baker. How about Josh Dobbs and Minnesota against the Broncos? They're hot right now. Both hot. All right. We'll talk about it tonight. Maybe it's after hours. CBS Sports Radio. Boom. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 